Good morning. Welcome to Trinity's Daily Podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at the church, and super glad to be with you on this Friday. We're going to read Psalm 16 and then pray and spend just a little bit of time together thinking about trust and security in the Lord. But first, let's read. Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble, in whom is all my delight. Those who choose another god multiply their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion in my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my soul rejoices, my body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol, or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for the fact that we can sit here in this space and receive comfort and insight from your word. God, we thank you, Lord, for a sacred text. Um, God, that the word of God actually reads us more than we read it. It looks into us even more than we look into it. And I just pray that you would do that for us today, that you would allow your words to, to search us and read us. In Jesus' name, amen. What better time than now to ask questions about where security comes from in us? I, I, I think, gosh, if, if the last months have stirred any question, it probably has stirred. Uh, what makes me secure? What makes you secure? Is it our stuff? Is it our health? Is it what we know? Is it who's in charge at work or in the White House? And I think that these questions... Um, leave us wanting. They, they leave us hoping uh, that we would find a place of uh, lasting and abiding security, that we would, we would find a durable space in which to, to stand. And I think that begs the question as Christians, you know, how do we cultivate a deepening sense of security? How, how do we remain secure in the middle of turbulent and uncertain times? Um, you know, I've once heard somebody say, you know, you, you never know what you're made of until you're in the moment of crisis. And that's been true for many of us right now. And a lot of times when we hit crisis points, inflection points, we're not terribly inspired by what, what comes out of us in terms of a response. You know, it's more oftentimes a revelation that we have a lot of work to do. Uh, I actually think that this is a revealing time. Um, that your response, my response to adversity is actually an indication of how mature we actually are, how secure or insecure we are. And I think it's a good word to think about right now, insecurity, to lack a place or an understanding of being secure. So how do we cultivate security? Um, I think the, the psalmist here gives us some insight. Number one, we cultivate security when we choose God as our portion and our cup rather than something else to be our portion. If you think about a portion, a portion is kind of like a lot, uh, a 
a, an allotment of food or a, a piece of land, like a place or something to sustain us, secure us. And I think the poet is trying to get us to see that we're always choosing, you know, we're always looking somewhere or to someone or to something for help and comfort to make us feel secure and that we only become secure when we actually intentionally, and I would go further than just a once and done intentionality, but when we intentionally and consistently and persistently choose God as our portion and cup, every time I turn to God at the same time, I'm saying I'm not turning to my job or security through reputation or whatever. I'm, I'm turning to the Lord and turning away from something else. And I think now is a time for you and me to maybe honor our volition, our power to choose. Um, the poet reminds us that when we look away from God for security, we actually ultimately multiply our sorrows, that there is no good apart from God. Nothing else will sustain us. Nothing will satisfy us. So the first way we cultivate a, a secure place to stand is to look in the right direction, to look to God. The second thing I think we need to do, and the poet helps us see it, is that when we look to God, we actually then receive counsel from God, that God does not want you to function in your decision-making as if it were all down to you. We are not alone. And so the, the psalmist says, at night, God instructs me. And there's a strong indication there. I think the poet is strongly implying that God speaks to him through his dreams, his sleeping dreams. And I wonder if many of us have, have ever considered that God might want to speak to us in and through our dreams. You know, oftentimes your dreaming time is the time when your guard is most down, when your mind is least active. And sometimes that's a space where God will give us insight or he'll speak to us through our dreams. Now, I'm not suggesting every dream you have is from God, but I, I am suggesting I think some of them are. But if we're so busy and distracted, we may even miss those messages from God. Or if we downplay or diminish God's ability to even meet us in that space. Y'all, the Bible is full of people saying the Lord spoke to them through their dreams and I think for you and me, we probably would need to pay attention. Here, here's a rule of thumb. If you remember a dream, if it stands out to you, you know, most of my dreams I forget, but occasionally I remember one. If you remember a dream, I would just suggest to you it might be worth paying attention and stopping to ponder it and consider whether there's meaning to you and for you from God. So regardless of whether the counsel God would give is through a dream or through scripture or through trusted friends in God, and I would say he speaks to me through all three of those, the bottom line is that God wants us to know that we're not alone and that there's help available to us. I believe that we need to actually become the kinds of people who begin to anticipate and expect that his help is going to come to us, that his counsel is going to come to us. The Holy Spirit, one of the words for the Holy Spirit is counselor. And, and by counselor, uh, I don't think the scriptural meaning for counselor is therapist. Uh, to, to receive counsel is to receive wise input that shapes your trajectory and direction. Y'all, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to give you and me wise counsel to add to us wisdom so that our decision making would be born of the Spirit. I believe it's time for you to begin to believe and act as if you are not alone. Um, when we act as if it's all down to us, we usually make terrible mistakes because we end up defaulting to places of self-preservation. We miss what God has for us. There are so many traps on that front. And so do you typically be behave as if you are all on your own, as if it's all up to you? 
I believe the Lord wants to open you up to expect and seek his counsel. And again, scripture, trusted friends, the wisdom of the church, and through your dreams, the Lord speaks in all of those ways. And finally, the, the poet ends with reminding us that there's gladness and confidence, that the gladness and confidence are a byproduct or they're a fruit of receiving counsel from God. And I love the, the word therefore at the end. It's like, therefore, as God is with you, uh, therefore, your heart will be glad and your soul will rejoice. I mean, how's that for future? Uh, an expectation that our hearts would be glad and our souls would rejoice. Maybe, maybe now we need to hear that from God more than ever before. And that really is uh, the last words in the in the psalm. That really is where I think the path of life really is. That joy and pleasure come to us when we're aligned to His purposes. So, maybe this is an opportunity for you and for me. Um, to, to choose God, to seek his counsel and expect it so that our life would actually uh, be increasingly full of joy, that there would be gladness and a confidence in his purposes, in his will, in our lives. God bless you. Go in peace. I pray that you would enjoy this day and your weekend. Amen.